Good Thursday morning to you. You're listening to another episode of Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. And I am your host. Today is Thursday Devotionals. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today because you cared for me in such a special way. And yes, I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Gracious God, we thank you for another day. A brand new Thursday, God, that we have never seen before. Filled with opportunities and joy and peace and love and kindness and grace that is around us. Help us to see it. Help us today as we continue to grow in you. As we continue to look for everything that you're doing in us, around us, and through us. We are trusting you, believing and knowing that you are better. You are always good. You are always great. You are always excellent. You're our father. You chose us. You affirm us. You accept us. You love us. You call us the beloved and we thank you in Jesus name. We pray. Welcome. Welcome to um, Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast today. Today we're going to look at Genesis. got to find the scripture. Forgive me. Genesis 41, 52, and the lessons that we learn uh, in the lands of our suffering. And that's what thematically, at least that's what that scripture is about. We'll talk about it. Come on and enjoy. Join us. Genesis 41, 52 reads, the second son, he named Ephraim and said, it is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Ephraim is the second son of Joseph, and the story of Joseph is found in Genesis chapters 37 through 50. And a quick recap is that Joseph had been sold into slavery by his jealous brothers, falsely accused of sexual assault, and left in a prison to die. Then God miraculously rescued him from prison and made him second in command to the Egyptian Pharaoh. So if you ever have time, go back and read that story about the story of Joseph because it is really impactful. So when we're looking at our verse today, though, God, um, and historically talking about the context of this, um, Joseph has had two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Manasseh means God has made me forget all my troubles and all my father's household. And the second son, that's Ephraim, which we're talking about in our verse, means it is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Many years after Joseph's sons were born, Joseph learns that his father Jacob, later named Israel, was ill. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, and traveled for one last visit to see his father. When they arrived, Jacob said, bring them to me so I may bless them. Joseph brought his sons to his father's bedside. He placed Ephraim on the right toward Jacob's left hand and Manasseh, his firstborn, on his left toward Jacob's right hand. But instead of giving the blessing to Joseph's firstborn, Jacob reached out his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head, though he was the younger. Then he crossed his arms and put his left hand on Manasseh's head. Joseph tried to stop his father from giving the blessing to the second born rather than the first born. And here's a quick recap of what's going on with that. 
It's not said here, but during biblical times in history, the firstborn sons received a double share of their father's estate. This is called the birthright. It's also important to note that there's also a story within a story, which we don't have time to go over when I'm talking about Jacob and Esau, which Jacob is Joseph's father and Esau was Jacob's brother. And historically in the scripture, uh, Jacob, known now as Israel, had manipulated his birthright when it came to his brother Esau. And you can read all about this in Genesis 25. But there are three things that can happen with the birthright. It can be doubled, it can be given away, and it can be transferred. Later, uh, Jacob reconciled with his brothers uh, Esau. So now when we're back on this scripture, we find that his father Jacob is refusing, saying, I know to Joseph, I know um, he too will become a people and he too will become great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he and his descendants will become a group of nations. So he put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh, which to me, I think, paints another picture of reconciliation. Because when you think about the history of Jacob and Esau and how, you know, like I said, this and what birthrights means. And now he's saying, you know, in the scripture, to paraphrase, you know, he's saying Manasseh will be great too. So it's not like you got to fight with your brother over, you know, birthrights, because if we really want to be real about it, Jesus is our birthright. Jesus gave us the birthright. He gave us an inheritance. He paid for it. He bled for it. He died it for it because Jesus was firstborn son. We don't have time to break that down, but that's Go back and we'll talk about that another day. So the bigger meaning of this story to me is that Joseph had a life of trouble and suffering at the hands of those who abused, neglected and betrayed him. But God didn't want him to merely forget his suffering as the name Manasseh implied. He wanted him to be fruitful in his suffering as the name Ephraim implied. And I think it's the same with you and me because God doesn't want us to simply forget the pain of our past, of our experiences. He wants us to be fruitful. You know, I know that there's some scriptures that talk about fruitful in just the land of suffering, but I think there's fruitful in, in all times, no matter the, the time period, whether it's suffering, whether it's joy, whether it's uncertain, whether there's um, doubt, whatever is going on, being fruitful is important to use it for good because God doesn't comfort us just to make us comfortable. He comforts us to make us able to comfort others, you know, so we can show other people the same comfort we've received. And I think that's the real point of today's scripture. The real point of today's verse is that our stories are impactful in the body of Christ. Who's the body of Christ? You, me, we, us. And I think sometimes some of the problems are that we've spent a lifetime not sharing our stories in others, be it in church or the people that we meet. I think about it this way, you know, for the person that's moving to a new place, starting a new job, lost a job, starting school, taking a class, learning to invest their time, learning to invest their money, lost their money and time, experienced the rewards of a friendship, a romantic relationship, marriage, lost it, became widowed, became divorced, the joy of giving birth, the uncertainty of when you'll ever have a child, becoming a foster parent, adoption, the sorrow experience when losing a child, the strained relationships with parents, children, Aging parents, 
Life is experienced by each of us in so many vast ways. And sometimes we find ourselves not sharing, sharing only the joy or admitting the painful experience, trying to forget them. But let's not do that. Let's not rip out the painful stories or the story at all. I love it how Apostle Triplett always says every scar we have leads back to Jesus. It's important. You know, we have so many people, you know, out here in the world and we should be trying to connect with them, find ways to connect. Perhaps that's why the scripture says for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. We have a story. We have things to say. We have experiences. We can tell other people how our faith has has been helpful to us. The things that our faith taught us, the things that we're still you know, uncertain or unsure about how good God has been to us. What, what are things that we don't know about God? What are things we like to know? What are things we're unsure? There's a space and a place for all of it. Okay. And I hope that encourages you today. I hope that gives you things to think about, you know, when we're thinking about, you know, what's the good in our story, because I think it's so Every experience we have is is purposeful. And there's a good purpose, no matter the story that is going on. Let's close with a word of prayer. Gracious God, we thank you that you, Abba, are the hope that doesn't disappoint. You're the love that is constant, that is infinite, that is merciful, that is gracious. You're like the dew in the morning that gently rests on our spirit, that rests in our hearts, that sits beside us, that endures with us. Some days you walk with us. Some days you hold us. Some days you carry us. You are always present. No experience is ever wasted in our life experiences. The world might say, just forget about it when it comes to our past struggles, but you say, use it. Be fruitful. Show us, oh God, show us ways and the opportunities to use the things that we've gone through to help other people. Show us opportunities when whether we're supposed to talk whether we're supposed to be shared whether we're supposed to just sit and listen but help us always be present help us be love help us be grace help us be compassion help us be kindness to others that we meet in jesus name we pray i thank you so much for tuning in today's podcast i hope something was said that encourages you that uplifts your spirit that gives you things to think about That's all I have for today. You can always share uh, your comments, your feedbacks, your prayer requests at encouragingyourspiritpodcast at gmail.com. Also want to say that uh, I'm going to be out for about two weeks, so nine days. So after today, you won't necessarily hear a a podcast uh, next week, but in the week after. So basically from the 25th through the 2nd no podcast but don't feel bad you know you can always go to stitcher you can go to soundcloud you can go to google play and you can go to iHeartRadio, and you can hear all of these podcasts and also the himalaya app you can hear all of the encouraging your spirit podcasts that are loaded there so feel free and uh y'all be blessed y'all have a great week and i'll see y'all next time Peace.